Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, the pace are bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run on to that green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its loads of nights. We fought our team through thick and thin and all those glory nights. And when the game is done, we'll sing a song and talk it out all night. Hey! Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow, you are the first team. It's episode 30, season 6 of the Tottenham Family Podcast. My name's Jav. Welcome back to our listeners. Joining me this week is David Fornell from Sussex. Good afternoon. Hey. Now, um, Welcome back. Where were we before we got rudely interrupted? Um, David, I was going to say... Um, I, think, I, I think we just won the double, haven't we? <laughs> it's, it's been a while since... Um, I was just thinking about this earlier today. Um, the last time that I saw you in person... Um, obviously, we're, we're recording this over Skype, so we're, 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 we're not in person. But the last time I saw you in person, I think, was in the middle of February at Villa Park. It was. It was indeed that was. Uh, it was sixteenth of February. That's right, and I and I, I don't want to. I know there there will be some references to um, events at the moment in the world with 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 COVID naturally because of the, the restart. Having yes. um, said that, I, I, it, this isn't going to be a sort of a COVID podcast, as it were. But um, I cast my mind back to that time when you and I were. At Villa Park. Even before that, I think um, at the start of the year or, or, or the end of last year, um, when there were some games um, in the festive period, I remember going up to Norwich with you, and you weren't feeling particularly well. And we were joking about, um, in a very sort of tongue-in-cheek way, whether you know COVID had made its way to these shores. And even even in March, I think the last game that I went to was the Norwich Cup tie, which was on Wednesday the fourth of March. Indeed. Only, right. only a few weeks before lockdown, and I just remember going into that game. Everything was was normal. Obviously, we, we had awareness of what was going on in the world and in China, and at that point, Italy. Um, and I, I recall going to that match, you know, doing my usual routines, getting on the tube, getting back, um, and I, I met some guys briefly before the match. Um, uh, in, at the Liverpool Street Station, and I sort of joked when I saw them. The first thing I said to them was, have either, "Either of you been in China recently or Italy?" And they were like, "No." And then I just sort of remarked, "Well, I have." And we, we had a bit of a joke about it, but it, but it's yeah, it's just crazy to think that at that point everybody was just going back, going about their business, you know, yeah. in a normal fashion, yeah. and, and probably the, the virus was quite rife at the time. And yeah, but here yeah. we are. This this will hold the background to the whole of this. It will sit the background of our podcast mm. today, and, and obviously because moving forward for the rest of this season, um, it's in the background, and, and we're very aware of it. Uh, and there is a, a risk that the um, still the season won't finish. Yeah. If if we still get um, footballers starting to uh, go down with it uh, uh, above and beyond. The statistical uh, liability, which is what one at one in a thousand. If we we've had two in, in twelve hundred in the last week, so that's sort of around the area that that that's okay, I think. But um, if we start to, to volume up, and this is where we start to get a little bit nervy, because um, if if some, if for instance, if Norwich 
the rest of the players go down with it and they're looking at a relegation battle mm. you know, do, do you play on there's so many players out is that fair all these things will come into play yeah, I mean, there are all sorts of questions that, uh, that, that may or, that might potentially arise um, have you from a from a Spurs perspective from a football perspective have you managed during the break have you have you missed Spurs have you missed football or has it been a welcome break um, well, when it, like everybody, I'm sure, uh, when it first came in the government, um, we, we sort of isolated before then, really, a few days before, said, well, you can go out. And then the government said, that's it, you're locked down. And I'm, I'm looking at the world, a, a dystopian world almost, out the window, and I'm thinking, my God, there's no cars. I live next to Gatwick Airport, no planes, and, and the motorway's not that far. I can hear a hum, but that's quiet. So everything is a shock and it didn't really occur to me at that moment you know just how much then the realization you think right i'm going to sit indoors and the old habit of well i'll switch the tv on and and watch at least a football match Mm -hmm. whether that be whoever um, or spurs is not there and that was quite hard to begin with i I did struggle with that my god how am i going to do this you know (laughs) forever how long this is going to last i couldn't believe it and i i did start off with but um in fairness, I mean, I, I didn't have a really tough time. I, I I went to work every day, in a sense. I either went in the garden or I went in the garage pretty much every day and did, did some work. And as I did that, I became so used to it. Um, and then we came in in the afternoon and we watched maybe uh, one or two programmes or a film in the evening. And that became a routine. So I didn't miss the football in the end. And I'm one sticking my hand up saying, you know what, finish the season off. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's it that's it this is going to be a nonsense now but, but i mean well i suppose we we could we could you know we, we could go go over the old ground of whether it's whether it's right to re- resume the, the, the season the, 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 the discussions that you and i were having offline outside of the podcast a few weeks ago um I, the, the fact is i suppose there's no point having those discussions anymore because a decision has been made to, to resume season um for better or worse and i think that there's a there is a desire to to just get it done and, and and get it finished so that's where we are and um and my feelings are well it's that that, that you know I, I i wasn't particularly keen i was quite happy for the season to be um just declared not and void if anything it meant that that liverpool wouldn't win the league in that scenario um but you know that that's that's not to be. We are where we are now, and and, and you know what? I kind of am looking forward to football resuming. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, there are unanswered questions, and I think it's good that um, we we do get some resolution, and then hopefully you know, season's been out of the way, and then we can look to starting next season um, at some point. Maybe maybe the world will be a different place, and it and it will be um, with spectators, but. That's a long way off at the moment. Um, right, before we talk about Project Restart and Spurs and, and what lies ahead, obviously um, the Tottenham women, they're, um, the uh, FA Women's Super League, a decision was taken for the, for the season to finish, um, for, for it not to resume. Um, the upshot of that, from Spurs' perspective, uh, first season in the... FAWSL was that they finished seventh, which is not bad. First season in in, in the top flight, mid-table finish. There's 12 teams in the league. Um, Liverpool, 
um, ladies, women. Yes. They they were relegated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So yeah, Um, there's also been uh, there's been news the last I suppose I don't know two weeks or so, two or three weeks. So regarding some of the some of the Tottenham women, um, is either in some cases signed new deals or or their contracts have come to an end and and their contracts haven't been renewed. Now, some of that might have been the case anyway, regardless of this. I suspect some of it might have to do with what's happening with with, with COVID and and, and you know, financial impacts there to yeah. women's people. So in some cases, contracts came to an end and, and they weren't resumed. So um, I, I guess the... WSL will return next season at some point. Um, again, we're dictated by what happens outside in the world. Yeah. Right. So we've got this mammoth. I was, it just occurred to me. So football's going to going to restart from Wednesday, I believe. Yes. And our, in our case, we play on Friday. But effectively, we've got all the remaining Premier League games. So that's nine matches for most teams. I think in a, a couple of teams have got ten games left. Um, Four teams have. Four yeah. teams, yeah, and and that's going to take place over effectively like six weeks, and there's going to be games pretty much every day. It's going to feel which are all going to be televised in some shape or form, and and it's going to all feel a bit like a World Cup or a Euros with football every day, with some cases three or four match, three or four live matches a day. Yeah, it's um, it's going to be an interesting. Well, we'll hop back to the, the the whole scenario, this pandemic and the lockdown and. Um, what was going to happen is we're, and this is what's going to particularly happen in football, is that we're going to live in a different way, um, do things slightly differently, um, and some of those things will be better. Um, some of the things will be improvement. And, and for football, I'm beginning to wonder that we've got five um, substitutions that we're allowed to use from now nine players sitting on the bench, and I've and I've got a feeling that that's going to work quite well, and that may well um, remain. It won't surprise me. So that's just one of the little things that um, I think is going to come out of this. And there'll be other things that will come out of it. it will be a bonus. But yeah, it's every day. Now, you and I spoke very briefly about the German league, and, and I tried watching it, as a lot of mm. people have. I found it very sterile football, um, not just because it's an empty stadium. I can cope with watching German football if you've got like Dortmund that is absolutely going berserk. Um, with their big stand and they're all jumping around and the colour. Um, that's great. But take that away and the whole thing was just horrible. And that's lent, lent itself to, to, to worry me um, that this is going to, the Premier League is going to be like that. And that's part of the reason I thought, no, I don't want to watch it in empty stadiums. But mm. now we've got here, I'm really looking forward. Now they've made decision, fine. I'm buying into it. Well, let's see, because we you couldn't, you couldn't get that emotional connection with the German football. But, of course, we will do with the Premier League. And everybody has got to, pretty much everybody, has got to hit the ground running. There is no, let's, you know, just feel our way into the league. Oh, we lost the first game. Never mind. We can catch up. You know, and you could finish the season only losing one game. Not here. One game lost for so many teams is absolutely critical. And we've found ourselves in a rather horrible position where we've got to rely on other teams not doing so well I know the teams around us have, have got very difficult games and got to play each other um, so that's going to help a little bit but we've got to do our own business look after that yeah I mean, just on, on the German league is, is, how much of that do you think is, is was, was, was 
your experience that you had was, was was down to the fact that it was just empty stadiums or all the fact that neither of us have a vested interest in in the Bundesliga. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I'd had no vested interest. I, I couldn't find anybody. I, Dortmund was the one I tend to sort of, oh, let's, you know, they've got quite a vibrant side. Let's let's watch it. But they all play a very solid passing game. There's almost no, you won't find a, a mercurial winger playing in Germany. It doesn't seem to happen. Um, even the lad that left um, Man, uh, Man City and went out there, and I can't think of his name at the top of my head, um, the winger went gone to Dortmund. And his game isn't really that um, expansive or running at... Sancho. Fullback. So, yes, sorry, Jesse, James Sancho. Um, even his game is not that exciting. Um, and that was part of the problem. They passed, 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 but great technically. But, you know... And I, I did sit there thinking, you know what, I, I miss... I've been watching some England games and some previous mm. uh, league games. I stuck on TV and done it very well. And you're watching players like McManaman, and I've forgotten sort of how good he could be at times, running at players, you know, Gaza running at people, jinking in and out, and you think, I miss that. And that begs a question after you start to watch the football like that, and you think, yeah, do we really want to go to this passing game? I mean, is this particularly Spurs run out the line here it's all about the glory and, and it's just trophies but I would question it sometimes and I've, what I've watched and I think you know what sometimes you know bring me in a Berbatov and if I would love to have Berbatov back now playing next to Kane those love little passes and little tricks wonderful I'd like to see that if you didn't win it well fine but if I've been entertained you know you're halfway there yeah I think I think in terms of styles, um, often teams are dictated, I guess, by the players that, that they've got at their disposal. And, and if we had, if if if, if Spurs or any team had some uh, mercurial ta- talent like a Gascoigne in their team, or even to a lesser degree, like you mentioned, McManaman, this is obviously several years back, decades ago, um, then you'd not, see it. Hmm? Not that far. It's not that far back, McManaman. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, well. Euro '96, I'm thinking, 20 years ago. Yeah, but yeah. but yeah, I mean, he was obviously still playing well into the early part of the, the noughties. But yeah, I mean, when you've got those talents at your disposal, you can play. You, you've got the players that can take on players and 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 beat them and and sort of that sort of thing. I, I think with Spurs, the last few years, we've had really good players, but we've not had. A few years ago, we had the likes of Bale, Modric, um, some superstars, um, Van der Vaart, uh, um, and I think the, the difference in the last few years, and at the moment, early on in the Jose reign, and and we'll see how things develop over time as he starts to mould his own type of squad. I think we've got more of the team ethic, and we tend to yes. pass the ball around, and it's it's more that sort of thing. Um, the just looking at some of the, if you like, the practicalities or, or the challenges that, that are, are ahead of us with 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 the restart. You mentioned the five subs. Um, it's interesting that do you think that possibly it's that's something that's going to be here to stay? Yeah. Beyond. Beyond yep. beyond COVID, that that concerns me. If that that was that's my fear. I can see the practicalities of having it now. Um, I fear for the game going forward if that becomes the norm why um, um well it'll just feel feel a bit for me it would feel a bit like 
If you ever watch those um, pre-season friendlies where they make a whole load of changes at half-time, yeah. and it can be quite disruptive, um, and I just don't like the idea... For what it's worth, I don't like the idea of three subs. I like the days when we just had two substitutions. Um, I can see that... I can see the benefits of it from a... You know, injury point of view, from a freshness point of view, from a tactical point of view, I just think it it it, it then becomes it, it almost not too easy, but it it gives the manager something else to to change, and it then moves into more of a game of a chess as opposed to right. Here's my here's my one to eleven. Go out there and do do your thing. And I I, I don't know. I I just hmm. I I I I like the fact that it's there now. I can see why, given we've got these nine matches and players might not be fully fit because we've had this disruption. But going forward, I don't know. I I just fear that it will set a dangerous precedent. And then you know, if if you if you go to five, then what happens if ten, fifteen years from now, then there's a move to seven and so forth. I, I, where do you stop? Where do you draw the line? Well, yes, yeah, so but I mean, it's like being. King Canute, you know, the tide of change. You can't really stop it. And it does change. Funnily enough, I watched the uh, England World Cup in 1966 mm-hmm. um, game the other day, which is the first time I've watched that since, well, 1966, <laughs> when it was actually on at the time. And that's the last time I, I've seen it. Uh, uh, sorry, the, yeah, the last time I've seen it. Um, and of course, there were no subs. Mm. Um, so you, you flip it over, and, and Jimmy Greaves having had this conversation with um, uh, one or two of the, the England guys that played in the day, and I'm dropping names now a bit, but um, Ray Wilson I was talking to a few years ago, and I asked about Jimmy Greaves, and he said, well, he got a gash on his shin. And, and he said, Alf Ramsey couldn't risk him. You know, just, just couldn't risk him, because if he did, you're down to 10. And you do think, yeah, that's a problem, isn't it? You know, are the fans getting full, um, uh, sort of for the, the full amount for their money? And, and they probably weren't then. But and a year later, of course, the first one substitute came along. Um, then it was two, and now it's three. But I guess we will go towards more of the American lines of sports where they will switch them over. There also come a point where you're protecting players as well. The head, the heading thing, that's becoming a little bit more. I think that players will shortly, um, if they have a bash on the head, um, I think they'll have a, a, a sort of resting period where a sub can come on and, until he's seen and uh, the player's seen and whether he's, if he's ready to come on, can come back on. I think that that will happen um, because we've not, you know, the professionally, and this is down to the PFA, we haven't looked after the players well enough. And now it's, it's, it's becoming, it's coming home to roost, really. And I think from that perspective, I think you'll see a lot more of uh, a, a Decisions being made for the protection of players. Mm. So um, whether it whether it be a sort of uh, in and out, and of course that, <laughs> as you're fearing, that will become more like uh, a friendly where you just keep um, a revolving door, uh, a sort of system of players going on and off. Uh, but I don't, I'm not sure quite when that happened. But um, but it's got to, the game's got to look at those sort of situations and the game will have to change. I mean, it was, what, 30 years ago um, that the back pass yeah. uh, rule changed, which was right at the end of my playing days. And uh, 
I was very upset. <laughs> I, t- I was too used to passing back to the to the goalkeeper, and then someone tells me I can't do it. You're mm. joking, you know, doing that to me. Thanks very much. But I think the game's improved. If you look back at those games, it's ridiculous. You just keep passing it back to the goalkeeper, who picks it up and smiles. There was a there was a game. I think one of the last competitive games that was that was played with with before the introduction of back pass rule, which was the um, Euro. European Championship Finals in 1992, Denmark beating Germany 2-0. And if you watch the last, if you go and go back and watch the last 10 minutes of that match, Denmark are just passing the defenders are just passing it back to Peter Schmeichel, picks yeah. up the roll, picks up the ball, drops it, kicks it forward or rolls it forward to his defenders. They pass it to one another, pass it back to the goalkeeper, and they're just wasting time to yeah. you know wind the clock down. And and that was that was you know, that was perfectly legitimate back then. Yeah, because you could do it because there wasn't those. I mean, yeah, the, the game does does it does evolve. I'm I'm not averse to change. I just sometimes I just got to be wary of, of certain things, and we'll see. We'll see what happens well, with, I, with the five subs and, and whether yeah, that is exactly. stay or not. I think I think it's just exactly that. I mean, it's a, it's a perfect time to try something because yeah. you say it's the right time to do it because we're not sure how fit players are. We we don't want teams complaining. Hmm. they're saying right I've got three players injured now you know or four and I'm now down to ten men because the players really weren't ready and we're we're being punished for this and we're in a relegation battle and I don't like it well with five subs it just stops that so yeah it's it's a great um, opportunity to have a look at something Uh, you mentioned earlier about the experience of watching um, football in Germany now as excited as you are about the resumption of the Premier League um, and, and 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 Spurs matches and so forth. Um, is is there an element of you that's slightly nervous and concern, concerned that actually, after a few games, after the novelty of some live football, some actual live football, not 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 going back and watching games from previous World Cups and and highlights of the big match or whatever it happens to be, yeah. but some actual football and some pundits talking about actual football as opposed to pundits spending weeks on end talking about the same thing, which was Project Restart, which was quite nauseating, to be honest. The fact that we're going over and over again, and, and, and if anything, it, it came across as quite insensitive with, with everything else that's going, going on in the world. But now we've got, we'll have a situation where we can watch pundit, pundits. I know it's not everybody's cup of tea, but I quite like pundits talking about the the football side, the tactical side of the game, um, you know, they've got real stuff to talk about. There'll be real matches almost, and then after a few games, after a few matches live on TV, the novelty could wear off because you're faced with a situation where we're going to be watching games that are going to be akin to pre-season friendlies, if that. Um, no, I can't. I can't see that. I think the biggest danger for for us, um, and well, I suppose any team, but um, if we don't start well, and we you know lose the first, if we lost the first two games, then Spurs fans will just be uh, turning the TV off in their droves. That's the danger at the moment that uh, we have such. If we have a poor start, but if we have an excellent start. I think they'll all be buoyed up. And then, of course, we're interested in the other games because the other games will have an impact on Spurs. That's why, you know, half the reason you watch other teams play because you're looking uh, at uh, at what, what you know, what could, it could do for us. I mean, do you think, I know Sky have talked about it, do you think that things like artificial sound will no. enhance the no, viewing no. experience? 
No, I, I don't think at all. But then what are you left with if you don't have the artificial fan? You're gonna, it's it, going to be silence. It's going to be weird. It, I know, it's true. And, and But I did watch um, the Liverpool um, Atletico Madrid game when it was out in Spain, and I, I didn't like that. It was so quiet. Um, I just didn't like that at all. Mm. But I... I looking at them trying to put sort of dummies on the uh, terraces to try and or a shirt on the you know fine I mean it's a it's a very clever thing to try and do and then fans have a a little more invested interest because they're they're pictures on the seat or something fine but it for me looking at it no and, and the sound probably won't but we'll see maybe I'll change my mind when they press the button yeah, uh, I, I think it. I think it's largely unknown territory for us all. Although we've there've been the odd game that we've probably watched over the years that's been behind closed doors. I'm thinking of a of an England friendly recently, perhaps um, that was played behind closed doors. I can't remember against who, but I'm, but I'm pretty sure there was. There's been at least one. There was certainly one in the Capello era. Uh, Capello. Fabio Capello yes. era, um, and I think there was something more recent. But it, you know, apart from the odd game, we've we've never watched or had to watch a whole series of top-flight games one after the other playing behind, played behind closed doors. So it's going to be strange. I suspect you're right in, in that if the football is good, if from a Spurs point of view, if we start getting the results, um, then we'll start to enjoy it. And yeah. if you, after a while, if you, if it, if it gets to the point where you're enjoying what you're seeing, you'll soon hopefully forget whether there's one person or thirty thousand or sixty thousand. You know, uh, it, it it might just be something else that we get used to in these strange and weird times, um, uh, because of obviously um, COVID um, and social distancing. No fans, we've said, but there's also going to be, from what I gather, no ball boys. Um, they're going to be using balls which are disinfected or something. Yeah. Going to be available there and then. Um, the players, not only the players, but the um, management team don't have to wear masks. I think the only people have to have to wear masks. The medical staff. Um, there will be social distancing for goal celebrations. What I gather. Yeah. Um, we'll see. I watched the Spanish game. To, uh, yeah, Spanish game today and. A lot of hugging going on there. <laughs> so, I, 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 that's, players will forget themselves. And at the very least, you know, they'll shake hands and, you know, all the things you shouldn't, suppose you shouldn't do. But they're being tested, aren't that's, they? That's right. They are being tested. Um, there was something that you said right at the beginning, which was, um, you know, the, the threat of, God forbid, virus coming back or players, yeah. um, as I say, coming back. It hasn't gone away, but, but the virus if you like spreading or, or, or more players um, testing positive for it. Um, is there a fear that that's going to, that's going to scupper the, not the restart, but the, the finalization of, of, of this yeah. season? Yeah, it could easily do. I mean, uh, Liverpool fans are overjoyed and they're taking the mic everybody else. So the idea the, the, the project to uh, bin it lot, you know, hey, we're away. Um, and they'll be more than happy because they'll get the first at least game or two games, which will see the title. And if it finishes after that, they'll say, well, we've won it. So we're all right. Uh, we're like a monk as you can bin it now. Um, but yeah, there is that there is that risk. Um, this the whole thing. I mean, we've got to 
put to one side Liverpool yep fine they've had a great season yes they deserve it you, you couldn't take it away if they threw it from here well it would just be unthinkable but um, if it, it, all this is about is making money this is only about the clubs making money the government uh, I don't want to get political but the government have to get the country moving they have to get the economy moving and football is part of that so they as, as we go back to work football saying well we're going back to work um, and football needs it I mean we've borrowed 175 million I say we not you and I Javid um, I, if, if the government offered me 175 billion at 0.5% we take it, wouldn't we? And then we'd, we'd be a loan, couple of loan sharks lending it out <laughs> at 7 or 8%. How much money we make? We make an absolute fortune. Never have to work again. But it, it's, you know, that's, that's the sort of money we're supposedly losing. 200 million is a suggestion that we're going to lose. So you can see why we're going back. And that's the only reason. Whereas the bottom divisions and outside of the um, professional, they've been the season because it costs them, without any fans, it costs them. To, to actually put on a game so they lose money so they don't care about who's going to win the league and that's it it's finished but for the premier league it's a different ball game because it's now you know it's tv that's more important to them than the fans and i don't mean that nastily but that's just the reality of it mm. that the tv uh, and they've got to, still got to pay some money back apparently um, um, from what they've been paid but uh, uh, which will that's part of what I suppose 175 million is, but um, that we borrowed to pay back. But it will get the money flowing again. So they really don't give a monkeys. But this is one thing I, I guess from the other side of it, from the fan, I'm hoping that the clubs and, and Spurs particularly will look at the fans after this a little bit and appreciate us perhaps a bit more. And, and I'm probably being a bit naive, but I'm hoping that from all this, you know, I say we'll learn things, and hopefully the fans, the stadium full, the cheering will just resonate with the hierarchy all around the Premier League and, and just valuing those fans a little bit more. Um, I think that's wishful thinking, but I, I, I share the sentiment. I hope that's, I, I hope that's what happens, but I, I doubt it. Something that I'd like to see come out of all of this, and, I, and again, this might be wishful thinking on my part, it would be nice if if the Premier League comes together and helps, helps out... Um, clubs in divisions below the Premier League um, because you know, a huge emphasis has been placed on the Premier League and televising all these matches but I really I really fear for clubs in the other divisions you know somebody like Spurs we can take a hit I'm not sure that so many clubs around uh, below us uh, divisions below us can and, and and it would be nice if the football family came together um, it would also, I think, um, be good perhaps if we look at restructuring some of the divisions below the Premier League and maybe going to a situation we had decades ago, a long, long time ago, um, which was um, a sort of like a, a bit like they have. I think they, have, they still have this in the in the in the in, in non-league um, uh, divisions, lower divisions based on regions. So yes north south that sort of thing you know thereby reducing transport costs etc for teams um smaller leagues um well i can remember the third division north and south mm. yeah it was separated and and that i think that's still got some you know, credibility to split 
the, the lowest division, which is the second division now, um, into a north and south. I, I don't know what they would think, but that would save travelling yeah. a little bit. So I, I could see that coming back. Mm. It's a possibility. But yeah, yeah, I mean, the Premier League was formed, as you know, Javid, mm-hmm. the Premier League was formed to supply the biggest clubs with all the money. The biggest clubs have threatened all of the years, saying, we're the, we're the attraction, we're the clubs that, that people want to see, we deserve the most money. And they are not going to hand it out to the lower leagues. Can't see it. I mean, let's, let's look a quick word to the same fantastic by Harry Kane to do something for um, Leighton Orient like that and has made them a little bit of money. I, I think that's a fabulous idea. Um, so mm. he's doing it, um, but would be nice if the Premier League could. And this is something I've often said about the Premier League. You know, they just they they did a deal with um, satellite television that I barely understood when it came along, and I thought, what the hell have we got here? And they've just given all the clubs all this money, and just like kids in a sweet shop, you know, there you go, open the door. In you go, and of course, the kids have got sick because they've gone in there and couldn't couldn't help themselves eating all the chocolate, and that's what the Premier League's like. And they, and they just close the door behind them, lock it, so they can eat all the chocolate. And anybody else outside ain't getting any. And that's the lower leagues; they're not getting the chocolate. Sadly, yeah. Um, right, let's talk about our next match. Friday against United. So, um, just to recap, we last played our last Premier League match. Well, our last match was against uh, Leipzig Le- away, which we lost. I can't. Do you know what? I can't even remember the scoreline. Um, three nil. Three, three nil. nil. I have no. Rec- I have no recollection of the match. No, whatsoever. I know what you mean. Um, but I do recall just prior to that we played Burnley away, and I think we drew one all. One, 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 yep. And that was just after the. The game that I mentioned earlier that I was at, the Norwich game in the Cup that we lost, and that was also the game where Eric Dyer went into the stands and, and confronted a, f- a fan. Um, yeah, so we drew against Burnley 1-0. We finished um, the season at that point um, in 8th place. 41 points. We've got Sheffield United with the game in hand and Wolves above us with two points above us with 43 points. United four points above us with 45 who we play next um 45 points in fifth place which may or may not be enough for a champions league spot depending on what happens with man city um and them appealing their um uh, possible ban from the champions league and then you've got chelsea in fourth place um with 48 points which seven point difference i mean there's obviously a few teams in in between and We've got what nine games left. It's it's not impossible, but I'd say it's quite improbable that we can catch Chelsea. Who knows? We've got to put a run together. Um, the good news is, as far as I know, we have everybody pretty much fit and available um, for the game against um, United, as do obviously most other teams. Um, so any injuries that most teams had, like we did with with. Kane and Sissoko during that period and who else? Somebody else was injured. Son, obviously. Um, all these players are now back and available. But then so are United. They've got they've got Pogba back. Yep. We're missing Deli Alley for the match against United. He's he's serving a suspension. Um, but otherwise, as far as I know, we've got a full squad to select. Um, if you were Jose 
Mourinho, who would be your starting eleven oh. going into this game? Right. Um, well, I put Loris. Okay. Aurier. Uh, um, I would start Toby. Um, I would probably put um, Sanchez. I think is the other one. Yep. And Davis. Yep. I think. I think I would pretty much go for the same back four. I'm not a huge fan of Serge, but I really don't see what other options. You know, you could you could experiment with Foyth. You could you could do all sorts of things. He's really the only recognised right back we've got in the squad, and and I, and I, I can't see. If I was going to second guess Jose, I can't see him picking anybody else but Maria for that right back squad. And I pretty much I agree with yeah that it would go with that back four. Um, I would put Dumbelli and Dumbelli and mm-hmm. Sissoko as a two. Okay. And I'd have Lacelso in front of those, um, cycling around in the middle. Um, Kane, Son. I would. I probably. I think I might even start with. Um, I think I'll probably start with Mora. He did a lot okay. of damage to United before, and I think Mora um, will be good. I mean, say you've got five substitutes, so you've got. Um, I was I was toying with Bergvine because um, he was injured. Now he's back. Yeah. Um, he, he, but I don't know that he's going to hit the ground running. Mm. But I think Mora will. So I think Mora will be the be the boy. So the other option, for example, would be um, Lamella. Who who scored in the friend in the friendly against um, Norwich the other night? Yep, he did. Um, he also scored a goal. I think it was in a Spurs eleven versus Spurs eleven last last Sunday. Um, I think. Uh, do you know what? I would pretty much go with the same team that you have, other than I would probably I'd start Sissoko. Um, this wouldn't. My formation wouldn't necessarily be a, a, a sort of double pivot, and then. And then the other players you mentioned, it, it could it could be that it could be a four three three. Hopefully, it, it'll be quite fluid. But I'd go with Sissoko and probably Winks rather than Dombele. I'd have him on the bench. Yeah, I, that's what I think. Um, I, I think uh, the manager will do. Um, yeah, I think there are a lot of unknowns still around Dombele. Yeah. I mean, hopefully, he's had a, a, an opportunity to respond to. Um, Mourinho's criticism of him after that Burnley game, um, and hopefully, you know, he, he's, he's he'll be fit and ready to go. But we 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 just don't know. We 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 don't know. Strangely, I think that the situation that we find ourselves in could be beneficial to in Dombele in so far as I think the, certainly early on, I think the first few games the pace won't be as intense as a lot of the season because it, it'll it'll feel like basically. A whole load of teams who've not had a proper, who've not had a pre-season and are going straight into um, matches. And I think the first two games, it might the pace might not be as intense, and that might favour that might favour Ndombele and allow him to slowly find his feet. Um, we shall see. I think that, that, that there's a question mark surrounding. Uh, well, I, I, I think Ndombele would do a good job against Pogba because he knows Pogba a bit, mm. doesn't he? So I, I, I think that, um, and he's. he's physically able to, to match him as is Sissoko and I, and I worry about Pogba and that's my part of my reason I'm picking on Dembele and, and Sissoko I think Winks will be um, uh, if you're not careful uh, knocked off uh, the ball too easily mm. Pogba. that would be my worry yeah I mean that, that's why I had Sissoko in there for his yeah. physical strength yeah um, 
the other option would be to play Dyer in midfield. Yeah, there's also a case for playing Dyer at the back. Um, uh, again, I'm, I'm not, I'm not quite sure with Dyer. I, th- I think I get the impression that Jose likes him, but I'm not sure whether I'm still not sure under Jose where he where Jose sees his Dyer's best position and and whether he's a starter at the, at the moment. And then. Yeah, I agree with you. Lacelso, Son, Kane, and the tricky one, obviously, Delhi's not available, so it's either Bergwijn or Mora or Lamella. I, I go with Mora for sure because of his pace. I mean, he's got to frighten defenders. Mm. He's going to keep them back. If you don't, if you don't, he, he should be able to keep the fullback a little more uh, interested in, in staying at home. Um, otherwise, we're going to um, sort of drag them on. And I, and I don't know whether we're going to uh, play a defensive game or an expansive game. And yeah. we'll be on the front foot. That would be interesting. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Lamella starts, but I suspect he would be used more sparingly um, as a sub. And I, th- I just get the impression that Jose likes Mora. Um, yeah. I think I had the stats. I was looking at it the day before yesterday. I don't have it in front of me, but I was looking at the players that have featured most heavily under um, under Jose since he's been manager. Now, certain players, for obvious reasons, because they were injured, Kane, Sam yeah. Sissoko, didn't feature as, heavily, as as much as they should. To be fair, up until the point they all got injured, they were starting regularly for Jose. But the names that, that, that were on that list, one of them was Toby, um, and the other one was Mora, I think. And I, you know, I, I seem to recall when Jose was at United, he wanted to sign him. So I wouldn't be surprised if he if he if he plays uh, Mora. And you mentioned Pogba. Um, let's just briefly look at United. Um, potential of Rashford starting up front, no injuries, fresh. Pogba back in midfield, and Fernandez in midfield as well. Um, Oh yeah, they could be quite, could be quite, quite, quite a formidable force. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this, and you know, given how we were playing before, I know it's a new slate. We're starting all over again. Given how we were playing before, and also with the fact that you've got Fernandez and Pogba in there and Rashford, I mean, that's that's quite a formidable team. Absolutely. Um, I, I don't know. I, 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 I think we'll do well to get a draw. If I'm honest. Oh yeah. I, I, look, it, we have to hit the ground running. We have to beat United. Um, anything other than a win, <clears throat> and you know, if, if we if we draw, even I I look at it and I think, yeah, we've got a, four teams above us that have got to completely fail for us to get anywhere, and that isn't going to happen. But if we can do our business by beating United, and we got Sheffield United, if we can beat them at some stage, uh, then we have, you know, a half a chance. Um, but yeah, we have to win. But I, I agree with you. I mean, at best, I would say one-one. Mm. I still, I still go with that guy. I think was at Villa that was standing behind me and just moaned. I said this before on the last podcast where he said, "You know, we have to win, uh, score two goals to win." And I thought, yeah, you know, you're right, mate. Because I mean, we we are conceding. Gone are the days when we only concede. Oh, gone is a day. We only concede. Was it 17 goals in a season? Yeah. It was just astonishing. And you can see how well we did. And it, everything is based, really, for me. We've got the forward line. You know, right, Delhi's not there. That's a forward line that any team would love at the moment uh, up front. Um, it's the defence. 
and it, it's conceding still too many goals. It's too too often it's just out of shape and just not picking up, making mistakes, all those little things um, that we weren't doing uh, a few years ago. It's a shame. Um, and, and we all sit here hope that Jose has, has somehow had time now to weave his magic, to get the players to understand how he drags wins uh, and results out of games that, that uh, you know you, you might not think we get. We hope, but I, I'm with you, Javid. I, I think we'd do well to get a draw out of it. I really do. Um, who knows? This is, this is a fun bit. This is why I'm looking forward to it, and I'm getting myself enthusiastic for it, even though it's going to be an empty stadium. I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping and if we win... Um, then if Lamella doesn't play, then Lamella will probably start against West Ham. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the other side. You know, the games are going to come thick and fast, and, and assuming nobody gets injured, um, players will, you know, there will be players who won't be able to, to, to last the full 90, so there will be some element of rotation going on. So, if, yeah. you know, even if you or I are right in our starting 11 for this match um, and Lamella doesn't start and Bergwijn doesn't start, I can see one or both certainly one of those players then featuring um, against West Ham a few days later um, very briefly, before we go go into um, listeners' questions um, yeah, and Vertonghen, his contract is coming to, well it would have come, which would have, under normal circumstances would have come to an end in June I think that, that's going to be extended now um, for the resumption of these matches um, although nothing's been set in stone, um, I think the common consensus is that, that his career at Spurs is, is going to end. Um, there's been certainly there's been no talk of a new contract or an extension being offered. I mean, it's not it's not inconceivable. It's happened before. Sometimes with 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 with, with aging players, they, they they get offered a, a one year rolling deal, sometimes very late in the day. But I I think mean, the, the common consensus is, is that he will. Seek pastures new. He's been linked with with Inter Milan. There's, to a lesser degree, some people have, have linked him with, with a return to Ajax. Um, what are your thoughts on reflections on that situation, and also on Jan's career career at Spurs? I mean, he, he signed for us all of what eight years ago in the summer of 2012. Yeah. I mean, at, just as Harry Redknapp was departing and AVB was coming in. Yeah, I mean, he's been a, a real servant to Spurs. Um, he's been magnificent for us. He's slowing a bit. Um, I th- would be happy for him to stay, uh, but um, his wages are probably the issue at the moment. Um, Spurs, uh, as you said earlier, are, are, you know, will survive all this because, in fact, strangely enough, that financially we're actually quite healthy compared to a lot of Premier League clubs. But, and, and we've got one of the lower wage bills, which actually is coming back to... Um, remind us actually how well we are doing doing that. I know some people say, well, we're not paying the wage, we're not going to get the best players. Well, that's true, but this is a timing thing. But I do believe they'll let him go. And maybe it's the time. Just recently, we've been caught um, with our trousers down, really, with a couple of players like Ericsson. You know, sold him the year before, and we'd have got a bucket load of money. Could have been 60 million, um, and would have been the right time. But the fans would, would have been very unhappy about it if they'd been earlier. But Sometimes there is a time to let these players go. They don't last forever. Uh, it's tough. It's a business. Um, and maybe, just maybe, um, that will allow us to bring one or two, be it free transfers, um, be it a, a player on um, sort of a, a low fee, but we're able to then pay a little bit, uh, a little bit more because we're, we're lightening the squad. I looked at the squad and I thought, you know, in bad squad, really. Um, we're pretty, we're, you know, bearing in mind, you could have a, 
a, a terrible amount of injuries as we had last season, which was a ridiculous amount, um, which has put us where we are now in, in the table. But um, no, I, 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 I salute the, the bloke and, and let him go and get himself a, a half-decent deal. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, I mean, if Alamin Dyer will probably then go into the back line whenever needed. So. Yep, yep, and also you know we've got Jaffa Taganga on the books. Yeah. You know we, we've got other players. Foyth, whether he, whether he's got a future at Spurs remains to be seen. I mean, uh, in terms of Jan, it's a great shame that for all the time that he was at Spurs, he he didn't win a trophy. There, there's there's nothing really to show for it in terms of in terms of you know medals, silverware, yeah. that sort of thing. But you know he's not the only one. We think of Pochettino, we think of Christian Eriksen, we think of Moussa Dembele. It's sad, that's, but that's that's sometimes football. Um, what are your abiding memories of, of Jan? He hasn't left. I mean, I'm, I'm talking. I'm, I'm writing his obituary. Yes, He's still, still there. But but, but 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 what are your? You know, if we could for a mi- minute, regardless of what happens, if we can t- just take a minute and pause and reflect on 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 his eight seasons at Spurs, are there any standout moments for you? Yeah, the one standout moment for me, actually, strangely enough, is him tearing his shirt apart, <laughs> showing the S, you know, the the, the, the uh, imaginary S of Superman. Mm. That's what it's. And he loved his time at Spurs, but you know, I can make of it. Um, any one moment on the pitch, I can't really place anything particularly. Mm. He was always steady, uh, and that's the thing. He was always steady. Uh, and could play such a good game at left back. He was quite, yeah. vers- he was quite versatile, uh, and still is, and still is actually. It's just he's only lost half a yard, but this is all to do with his age. But yeah, it's it's that ripping open of the shirt. That's what I remember of him. I mean, in 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 many ways, you said you, there aren't things that you can necessarily remember about him, but that's a solid defender. Yeah. You, that's what you want from a solid defender. You just want them to put a steady shift in. They don't have to be spectacular. They don't have to necessarily go and. They're not like a striker that's you know that's going to score a hat trick and get grab all the headlines necessarily. But you want stability. You want and and he was a really good def- is a good really good defender. Had a very good partnership with um with with his compatriot Toby Alderweireld that season you mentioned I think it was I mean, there were two seasons where, where we had I think 15-16 we conceded only 35 goals yeah. and we had the joint best defence in the league with United we finished right that season and but the only thing was we would have had the best defence that season other than the fact that they, off those 35 goals five of them we conceded on the final day of the season um, at Newcastle Um and the following season, I think it was 17 goals that we only conceded. The season we finished second yeah. to 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 to, to, um, to Chelsea, and and yes, there are other players. The, the, the players he played in front of the back four. You think of the likes of Dyer at the time, Dembele, Wanyama, the shields they provided, and, and and we really need that sort of player now. And obviously Toby, but but Jan was an integral part of that. Um, there's a he. <laughs> His forays forward were occasional, but but they went when he did get forwards, um, whether that be from centre back or occasionally when he played at left back, they they did stand out. Um, but there was one particular match in recent times that really for me stands out, and that was last season when he played actually played left wing back at home to Dortmund at Wembley, and that yes. night he was just superb, um, absolutely superb. Yeah. Um, whatever he does, I mean, I, I, I wish him all the best of luck. I mean, I, pardon me, the romantic in me. I, I hope that Spurs can find him 
a role at, at, at Spurs, maybe a coaching role, if if that's what he wants. I suspect that he probably feels there's a, at least a year or so left in him to play, carry on playing somewhere yeah. else. But um, you know, maybe 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 he, he's already thinking of coaching. I don't know. I mean, you think of United. Michael Carrick played under right at the very end of his career. Played under Jose, um, yeah. but then he, as soon as he hung up his boots, he, he went into a, a, a assistant yep. management role under Jose um, at United. So it'd be, it'd be nice if, should he want that, if the club can can provide him with that path, that gateway. Um, right, I had a question from Gilly, although that was around ball boys and ball girls, which I think we sort of covered. A uh, question from Liam. Twitter handle is Aspers Liam Seven. How well do you think Kane will do the, do for the rest of the season? I personally think he will be firing on all cylinders. Yeah, as my worry is that he does try to do too much. He's going to be absolutely on the starting blocks, isn't he? When that whistle goes, um, he'll be off and running. He'll be chasing everything. He's chasing the goals. Um, yeah, I, I agree with Liam. Uh, I think he will be firing on all cylinders. And I think it, that's the one real bonus. I'm not worried about forward, us going forward. It's just defence. And I think Kane is part of that. I think he gets sometimes, certainly by other clubs, he gets underestimated uh, how much he does do because he comes short and then he'll just turn and almost those Glenn Hoddle passes through and, and over the top uh, to a, a flying winger. He's, he's tremendous at that. But yeah, I think... Um, don't you think so? Do you think he'll be firing? I mean, I think, I think he will be firing on all cylinders, and and certainly he will be trying his utmost, and 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 and, and that's obviously our concern that he, he might, you know, exert himself too much. We've got a short number of games in a sh- short period of time. I mean, the good news is there's no World Cup or no Euros at the end of it, so he's not he's not striving. No. To, to, to get himself ready for that, he's just got nine games in the space of about six weeks. If we do well in that period of time or in certain games, and and we we we've got a good lead, then hopefully Jose can do a bit of game management and and take him off and bring somebody else on like Bergwijn. Um, we've obviously got Sun there, um, so uh, yeah, I, I think he'll, I think he will he will be effective and yeah. you know he's only had plenty of time to rest um question from the cockerel his twitter handle is at felix tando too unlike most fans i've avoided most things spurs during the lockdown i needed the break do you think we will see an improved spurs from next week or is there the danger that we will simply repeat the form we've shown all season welcome back i suppose football is back he goes on to say <laughs> yes thank you welcome back yes um yeah, I avoided so much of Spurs on the, the, the lockdown and, and didn't really get involved myself too much. There was nothing to involve myself with. So I've had a break, never had anything like it, three months. Um, and that's what the team have had. Uh, and they've had a reminder, really, of maybe what they're missing. Um, it's an interesting question. If only I knew the answer to that. If only I did. Uh, and what a game we have to come back to, to uh, prove whether we're up you know, running. Because if, as you suggested, Jared, it, it if Manchester United come out all firing, you know, we, we could end up on the back foot not looking like much and still looking like the team that um, traipsed off against uh, Norwich in the cup or something. Um, but I, I think it'll be a, I think it'll be quite a game. I really do. I, th- I think it's going to be end-to-end stuff. Um, I don't think it'll be the Spurs team that we saw traipse off and, uh, a lack of confidence because so many pl- the key players were missing and have been uh, for some while. 
and I, I think we're, we're going to be up and fire. You know, whether that gets the result is something else, but I, I think you'll see a more vibrant, more confident Spurs. I hope yeah. so. I mean, the, it, it's a great unknown. How how it's not just Spurs. How's any team going to yeah going to do in in, in this period? Um, we've got we've got all, most of these players apart from Delhi back. James has had some more time to get his ideas across. We know what the weaknesses of, of, of the squad are. We've discussed them before on the pod. Right back, possibly um, uh, a sort of a, a central defensive midfield player, and have a striker. The, the, those are things which. Um, We've discussed previously on the pod. They're still there. Nothing. This isn't a brand new season, and we haven't just. This isn't the summer, and we're just about to dip into the market, or we haven't dipped into the market. This is the resumption of where we were. So, all of those issues are still there. But we've we've you know we've got players now back. We've got Joseph had some time to work with the squad. Um, so hopefully, there will be a response from the players. Yeah. Um, but then you know everybody, every every other team's in the same boat as well. It it might be bizarrely somebody like Liverpool. I'm not sure, sure they're going to win the league. There's no question about that. But you, but you might see a very different Liverpool now in the line, nine matches that you saw before that. And if you recall, they they lost to was it Watford eventually? Oh, uh, I yes, think was, they yeah, lost to Watford. And, and did they also lose to Atletico in the in the Champions League? Yes, they did. They're out of the yeah. Champions League. Oh, beautiful. So that's just um, that sometimes happens in football. Um, yeah. You know, it, it, it might be that certain other teams that were, you know, if you look at the bottom of the table, I don't know. Suddenly, West Ham they might sh- they might show some put, put put some form together. They might be fine. I know that Norwich look really cut off um, from the rest of the teams, but it's not inconceivable with with nine games if they put a run together and somebody yeah. else above them has a bit of a sticky patch and doesn't doesn't hit the ground running that yeah. they could suddenly be safe so it, it, it's it's going to be a little bit weird it's going to be a bit of the, un, bit of the unknown um, right final two questions I mean pretty much the same sort of thing so firstly from our own John Stegles um, it's Twitter handles at JW Stegles what do the panel think of getting top top four or top five and Champions League next season uh, similar sort of thing from um Nate, uh, Twitter handle is at Nate underscore HA. Um, do you think top four is possible? And then he just goes on to say um, he's been wondering what our midfield is going to look like for the remainder of the season. So the midfield, we sort of touched upon that earlier. So you felt that he would go with a double pivot of Sissoko and Dombele. I thought he might go for Winks. Um, I tell you one thing. One thing that I think will happen is. Going forward, once you know, once Nelly's back from suspension, I, I think that off the off Jose's preferred starting eleven, I think there are there are certain players that will be on the team team on the team sheet come what may. And I would say that in the if you like the more advanced position, so midfield forward type players, I think Harry Kane, I think Son. I think Delhi, Ali, and I think Lacelso will 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 be will will almost certainly start matches if if fit and available, and then it's just going to be a question of accommodating those players in the right formation, and then picking other players around them. I'm not sure how clear cut it is whether Dombele will start. I said there were questions around him. Um, Sissoko, I think whenever he's played under. Under Jose, he's put a shift in, but then oh, yeah. Jose made some comments very early on in the season where he said he didn't see him as a six, and he he he, he was somebody that would 
who didn't have the positional sense um, to play that role. But you know, he's he's also he's a bit different as well. So he, he brings that physical presence. Winks is is, is known for his crisp passing and ball retention. So yeah, um, not forgetting Ryan Sessegnon. Yeah, that's right. Yep, yeah, Ryan Sessegnon. Even somebody I'm not sure he won't feature still as much, but somebody like Oliver Skip. Yes. Yep. Or Dyer, if you decide to play him, and so it, it, it's difficult. But I, I, I suspect Lascelles will be key to that. Whether he plays yeah. in a, I, I don't think we'll know what our best midfielder is, uh, midfield lineup is this end of this season because we've got five substitutes. We've got games every three or four days, um, hammering one after the other. Uh, there will be a, a flow of players, and I think it, Jose still probably won't know his best team. Um, He's still learning himself from the players. The only time he really learns is, is when they're in action and, and under pressure and how well they perform there. Um, so I don't think we're going to learn enough uh, before you know the start of next season. It's a great shame. I didn't really talk about it, but I suppose there was nothing to talk about. It's a great shame that match against Norwich wasn't... Um wasn't televised so all we know is that, that, that it ended 2-1 to Norwich and there were four four quarters of 30 minutes yeah the, the, the Reading game was called off yeah, uh, yeah before that we don't know why it wasn't down to Spurs not down to Reading some ruling somewhere yeah. and, and so um, once they knew that uh, Jose said to Norwich can we just do this as a four mm. halves please and so it, it was very little I think to you know even watching it very little to be learnt um, it was, I think, it was very much uh, Spurs learning to play in an empty stadium with it echoing and still getting a performance, and then just switching the players around, yeah. getting getting 90 minutes or two hours, as it were, or yeah. few minutes. And I think you're, and I think you're right. The the other the, the, this five substitute things is going to make it, yeah. going to make it interesting to, to the point where it might actually be difficult, even even if you watch one game in, two games in, three games in, to see. What his best eleven is, I think. I think I can see Mourinho really utilising that that yeah. high substitution rule. Um, and and finally, John and Nate's other points. Um, Champions League is it viable, or is uh, it another one of these unknowns at the moment? Well, it's unknown because they don't know what they're going to do, do they? That's they've, they've yet to come up with a plan as to how they finish the Champions League off. I mean, Liverpool are out of it. We're out of it. Um, it's Man City, and it's a bit unfortunate for them because they they were ahead uh, against Madrid yep. um, and looking good. But, but in terms of qualifi- qualification, oh, sorry. can we do it? Yeah, sorry, you're talking about um, going yeah. forward. Um, fourth or fifth? Uh, if if you ask me to get my wallet out, um, I wouldn't be putting money on it um, because of our position. That's all. It's our mm. position now. We've, I mean, we've left ourselves possibly too much to do. I can't. I really can't see us catching Chelsea. We've had every, we've had it. We've yeah. had a couple of opportunities this season. We've blown it. You know, even if we, even if we put together a, a run of results with these nine matches, it's not a great deal of games for us to overturn. I think a seven point lead they've got. Let's let's call it. Let's, let's be honest. They've got a big, better goal difference. So let's call it eight points. Really. Yeah. Um, I can't see us fifth if if the court of arbitration. Rules against City and and they're banned from Europe and fifth is enough. Then I think that's possible. Um, we've got Sheffield United, I think Wolves and Man United above us, and you know we, we play United next. So if we took something out of that game, we've um, got to win it. We just got to win it. Yeah. Then you've got a chance. 
and and coming back to something I said earlier about how we don't know how other teams are going to do during this period. If you take some an allocation point, Sheffield United they've they've had a fantastic season. Yeah, I fear for them that it's not going to happen now. Yeah, they're, they could suddenly have a, 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 a little bit of a downwards. Yeah. Because we've all worked out now, Sheffield United, how they play. Mm. And we've got time, and we've got to play them up there, haven't we? That's the next game after the West Ham game. Yeah. Um, we've got to go up there, and hopefully well, we've done our homework. That's the interesting thing. United and... We've got to play both Man United and Sheffield United, so potentially we could take points off them. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, I think I think fifth, fifth, is, fifth is certainly a possibility, whether, whether it proves to be enough in the end. I don't know. I, I tell you what, just going to sidetrack. I was watching a program the other day on BT Sport, all about the history of the um, the UEFA Cup. Or, oh right, yeah. As it is now, the, the Europa League, and it's not that any of this wasn't you know new to me. I'm, I'm I'm fully aware of the history, and and the program started with um, the point at which the UEFA Cup became the UEFA Cup. So just after the, the Newcastle won the Fairs Cup, as it was, which wasn't a proper competition at the time so you had the UEFA Cup and then it, and, and, and and the UEFA Cup back then did, didn't mean something and it went all the way to the present day and the point at which the Cup Winners Cup merged into the UEFA Cup but then obviously at this point the Champions League was starting to take over so they, they did this thing where you had then the Europa League uh, UEFA Cup was then called the Europa League and you had group stages and 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 it has been, to be fair, it has been a little bit of a poor cousin, you know, you, to, yeah. to the Champions League. Yeah. I, I'm not in favour of the group formats. Um, I don't like the fact that games are played on a Thursday. I understand that Tuesdays and Wednesdays are Champions League nights, but, but I, I don't know. There's something about playing football on a Thursday. But I was looking at, uh, you know, recently, yes, teams that have won the um, Europa League. I mean, you've considered in recent teams, English teams that have won it. United, that, that was enough for them to qualify. For the Champions League that season, obviously they've changed the rules. I think from that season onwards, if you win the Europa, you qualify for the Champions League. So they've added a bit of prestige factor. It's not just about the trophy and the glory, but it's the fact that it can give you a place in the Champions League. Before that, I think Chelsea won it, um, Liverpool won it back in the early 2000s, I think 2001, and and other teams, other European teams in the middle, Sevilla, Porto, um, I think Sevilla on a few occasions, and. Uh, possibly Atletico. I could be wrong about that. No, it's Atletico. And they they beat them. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, and then 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 you then you then you think of Fulham's run when they got to the final, and I think Middlesbrough got to the final one year. And actually, we we sort of when we've been involved in it, we haven't really ever taken it seriously. It's no. been a little bit derided, and 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 I think because we're so used to playing in the Champions League these last four seasons, the prospects of falling into the Europa League does feel like a step down, but it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be the end of the world. There are When I, when I consider the Europa League and when Spurs were in it last, there were some good nights. There were some... The old White Hart Lane, and, and it's a trophy. It's a trophy that Jose Marino has won twice with, with Porto and with United, so... Um, you know, worst case, if we end up in the Europa League, it, it, it's not the end of the world. No, far from it. I, don't, it's, I see it almost as a, a one to avoid a bit of a mugs thing. But once you're there, that's it. You've got to take it seriously. And, and at this moment, you'd say, yeah, Spurs have got to be one of the favourites to win it. Mm. You know, if we if we uh, perform to our uh, ability, our full ability, we have every chance of winning Europa. Mm. Yeah. I think I think the more I think about it, it's far better to be in it. If, 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 if we can't get the Champions League, then we've got to aim for, well, we've got to aim for as high as we can. And, and if that's not enough for the Champions League, and we fall into the end up in the Europa, then then so be it. I think that's 
better than not having European football yeah. altogether. I know there's that whole thing of the seasons that Chelsea didn't have it and Leicester didn't have it. They had good domestic seasons and went on win the league. But you can't. No team sets out to think like that. You know, if if that just happens to be the case, and you're not in Europe, then you 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 know you you make the best of the circumstances that you find yourself in. Um, David, it's been a pleasure. Oh, um, yes. We will be recording the next pod um, next weekend after the. Uh, after the United game, probably on Saturday. Until then, thank you, David. Yep, cheers. Thank you to all our listeners. This has been the Tottenham Family Podcast. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its load of nights We've fought our team through thick and thin and all those boring nights And when the game is done we'll sing a song and talk it out all night Hey, Come on Tottenham, stick it in the goal Come on Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen Pull on that lily white and run on to that green Oh, we've seen them come, we've seen them go The names up on our shirt Gods have failed as men are hailed And faces in the dirt Now gather round and sing it out And we'll talk out all the hurt